Hey, what's up, y'all? So, I think I finally figured it out. I think I finally have the analogy that's going to make it make sense for y'all. This is the one. Um, I think I finally have the information that's going to help you shift your thinking around how you eat. Now, you let me know. You let me know if this is good. But I want to go over three red flags that you're in an abusive relationship with food. Three red flags that you're in an abusive relationship with food. I think this will be an analogy that many of you guys can relate to. Even if you've never been in an abusive relationship, um, we've heard of enough of them, maybe seen them enough in movies and TVs to know when a relationship is unhealthy. And so I want to correlate that for you guys with food today. So here's three red flags that you're in an abusive relationship with your food. And hopefully this helps you to pivot the way you think and look at your food and how you consume things um, throughout your life for optimal health. All right. So first red flag that you're in an abusive relationship with food is that it is physically abusive. That's right. The food you're eating on a day-to-day basis, the things you are eating and drinking on a regular basis is physically, they are physically abusive. So what does that mean? That means after consuming these foods, um, you feel things like excess fatigue, chronic fatigue. They make you sleepy. They make you tired. So they take your energy as opposed to giving you energy. Another sign that you're in a physical abusive relationship with food, it raises things like your blood sugar. It raises things like your blood pressure. It raises things like your cholesterol. After eating it, it causes you to gain weight. Um, and then when it goes too far, you after you've been in the relationship for so long, what then begins to happen? Well, then it gets to the point where that blood sugar, that that blood pressure, um, those markers for inflammation in your body have been around so long that now it's caused you to have a condition, a disease, a diagnosis. Okay, so this is the first red flag that you're in an abusive relationship with food. You guys ever seen a movie where... um, you know, where like maybe a husband and wife or something are, are is getting divorced and the wife is bitten to like her friends and or even to the, the to the man she's divorcing. And she's like, you took my best years from me. <laughs> right. This is what your food is doing to you. It's taking your best years right now. Like if you're right now in a physical state where your body or your brain is not optimal, meaning you have excess weight on your body, you have a chronic health challenge Um, you're more acidic than you are alkaline, your numbers are elevated, you've been prescribed medications, like right now your food, your lifestyle habits is taking your best years from you, right? And so that's one sign that you're in an abusive relationship with your food because a relationship is supposed to be loving, right? It's supposed to be synergistic, right? You, you give and it gives, right? And, but you're, you're not loving the food. Um, the food you love is not loving you back. Right. And so this is the first red flag. Like, dang, every time I eat this, right, this this cheese or this dairy, this ice cream, I have inflammation in my back. Right. Or every time I eat this dairy, it makes my stomach hurt. Right. That's not that's not a synergistic, um, mutually beneficial relationship. This is an abusive relationship. Right. It, It causes you physical distress to consume this. 
right? But you can't stop, right? And so every time you eat those french fries, every time you eat that fried food, every time you drink that alcohol, you have headaches, your skin issues start flaring up, right? It may, oh God, every time I have oil, it makes me break out. Uh, we're not even going to get on sugar. Sugar uh, destroys the elasticity, elasticity in your skin. So you start looking older than what you truly are. This is a physically abusive relationship. Think about it, right? I don't, I don't think you guys let me know in the comments, but I don't think I'm going too far with this analogy, but I want to finally make it make sense, right? So listen, think about, um, so sugar ruins the elasticity in your skin. Um, sugar and caffeine, for example, destroys or impedes, not destroys, but impedes upon the production of melatonin in your brain. So now you're not sleeping properly because you have all this hyperactivity in the brain from these excitotoxins that you're eating. So sugar is an excitotoxin, you know, food dyes is an excitotoxin, uh, MSG is an excitotoxin. So every time you eat these foods, you realize, dang, every time I eat sugar, I can't seem to concentrate. I can't, my memory is, memory lapses. I can't seem to recall, right? I don't, I don't seem to get good sleep. I get to sleep, but I wake up still feeling tired. You're in an abusive relationship, a physically abusive relationship with the foods that you're putting in your body, right? Every time, you know, you consume those eggs and that meat, right? It causes you, it causes you to have um, an inflammatory response. So now your joints are hurting, right? So now maybe you're constipated now. Now you're having headaches now. Maybe markers for uh, cancer and disease are going up. This is a physically abusive relationship you have with the foods that you're eating three, four times a day and two snacks in between. This is a physically, it's taking your best years from you, right? You're in the prime of your life right now when you're literally allowing your food to take the, your best years from you. You can't walk up a flight of steps. You're, you got excess weight on your body that you don't need. You know, you can't run and play in the yard with your kids or your grandkids um, like you would like to. You're constantly out of breath. So, you're, you're, you don't have endurance anymore because you're out of shape, right? Um, and then you also don't have the desire. You don't have the desire to do the exercise that's required. You don't have the desire to do the grocery shopping and the cooking that's required because you always feel lethargic and tired because you're not being energized by your food. Your food is not giving you sustenance, right? It's taking from you. It's draining from you um, the, the things that you need to thrive. This is a physically abusive relationship. And this is the first red flag. It's the first red flag that you're in an abusive relationship with your food, the physical pain and suffering that it causes every time you consume it. Right. But you can't seem to live without it. you got you have to have your cup of coffee in the morning, um, you know, with the cream and the sugar, with your favorite pastry. Like y'all ever see the line in the morning for like Tim Hortons or like Dunkin Donuts, like it's out in the street, at least the ones that I drive by. I'm like, yo, they starting their day with an inflammatory bomb. Dairy, sugar, salt, oil. Wow, they're going to be crashing by 2 or 3 in the afternoon, right? And so it's that blood sugar crash. That's physically abusive. You want energy, clean energy that sustains you throughout your day. This is a physically abusive relationship. So that's the first red flag, okay? Second red flag that you're in an abusive relationship with your food is that it's causing you financial abuse, financial abuse. So the foods that you eat cost you more than the value that it provides you. 
right? The foods that you eat cost you more than the value that it provides you, all right? Um, can I cook for you says, how do you feel about plant-based foods? What exactly do you mean? So I'm a whole food plant-based vegan. So I, how I feel about plant-based foods is like I, I'm in love with them. It's my favorite thing as long as it's whole foods and not, you know, um, extracts and isolates and uh, processed foods. So I'm anti-processed food, whether it's vegan or not. Um, so how do I feel about plant-based foods? I live a whole food plant-based lifestyle. Um, but the second red flag that you're in an abusive relationship is that it's causing you financial abuse. You got to pay for everything and you get no value in return. You ever been in a relationship like that where you're kind of waiting for that person to, um, you know, pick up their end of things and you kind of have to, you know, pay out a little more. Maybe you've had seasons like that in your relationship or your marriage where, you know, she or he, you know, wasn't working, lost some hours, got laid off and you had to pick up the slack, which is okay. It's a relationship. You know, it's for a season, but it's not like that with your food. Right. With your food, you're constantly have to pay out. Maybe you have to pay for medications on a monthly basis. Maybe you have loss of wages because you have to take sick days because your uh, autoimmune disease is flaring up. Right. Um, or you got to have surgery for a certain condition. Right. Um, maybe you have you can't show up in your business. Maybe you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, and you can't show up in your business like you want to to make the money um, because you don't feel well. Well. You not always feel well, and sometimes you got the energy, the, the energy to perform, and some days you don't. This is costing you financially. This is a loss of wages. This is opportunity cost, meaning the money I could have been making had I been feeling well. So your relationship with your food is is costing you financially, right? If it was a healthy relationship with your food, the foods that you eat would increase your earning potential. Straight up, think about it. Like, if I wasn't as healthy and sharp and, and physically conditioned as I am right now, I had my workout in this morning, I had my plants in today, um, I got great rest and sleep last night, you know, and I'm able to be here present with you on this live, you know, talking this talk, trying to make it make sense for you, came up with this concept of this talk in the first place, all because my brain was sharp. I could focus. I could think through what I wanted to say, right? In this moment, the food that I ate this morning, I had some brown rice. It was like a veggie stir fry. So I had a brown rice and then it was some chopped up uh, cabbage and kale in there. It was some cauliflower, some um, roasted corn, some uh, bell peppers, some fresh uh, garlic, um, just really like highly, highly uh, nutritious foods, right? Just a, a robust plant-based meal, right? And then I got my water here with my blue-green algae in it. That's why I got this green tint. And so I want you to see how what I've what I've eaten just today alone is literally allowing me to perform at a high level in my business, right? It's allowing me to show up. So I didn't have like coffee or orange juice and cereal or a bagel with cream cheese on it. And now I'm feeling all sluggish. Now I can't think. Now I can't perform. But I'm literally like I have energy, like I'm hype, like I'm ready to get this work in. I'm ready to answer y'all questions. I'm ready to show up and be fully present in my business. So the foods that I'm eating is helping me, is increasing my earning potential, making me more attractive to prospects as opposed to decreasing my earning potential, right? And so the foods that you eat 
should put money back in your pocket, right? Should should even though you're investing in these fruits and vegetables every week, even though you're investing, you know, in more or some organic uh, fruit, fruits and vegetables, it should be paying off because now you have the energy to sustain you throughout the day. You have the mental capacity to create high performing content. Now you're getting better re- rest and better sleep, so you can be fully present and engaged with your family, your loved ones, your partner whenever you want to, right? And so the money that I invest in my food, that food is reinvesting back into me, right? So this is a healthy financial relationship I have with my food, right? When I buy my meals, if I don't cook, you know, who I buy my meals from, I make sure that they're curated um, in the highest uh, form possible, meaning that the integrity, the vitamins and minerals of the food is retained, right? So even if I didn't cook it myself, I make sure that when I dine out, I eat at places where the integrity of the food is, is retained. What does that mean? That means it's not a bunch of oil and butter, even if it's vegan butter slathered on it. The vegetables are not overcooked and limp, but they still got a crunch in it. I'm getting some whole food. I'm getting some raw food in, right? And so I make sure, even if I pay top dollar, Um, For food to be made for me, because maybe I don't want to cook myself, I am still getting a bigger return on my investment than what I shelled out. And this is a healthy financial relationship with my food. Unlike some of you all, right? You are an abusive relationship, an abusive financial relationship with your food. Like you paying for those wing ding dinners. You paying for that filet mignon. You're going to the fancy steakhouses. No, no, Lisa. I only buy the cage-free eggs. No, no, Lisa. I only buy the hormone-free meat. You know, oh my God, you get the salmon from Whole Foods that cost 30 some dollars a pound or however they charge for fish now, right? And you're investing all this money right into these fancy cuts of beef and all this doing in return is clogging your arteries. You invest in all this money in this fancy hormone-free chicken and all it's doing is uh, raising your blood pressure because of salt water that was injected in it. You invest in all these money in the brown eggs and all it's doing is causing a neuroinflammatory response in your brain. That is a financially abusive relationship and that is the second red flag. Okay, you're investing all of this money into these these animal products, into these uh, processed foods because you want to pay for convenience. You're dining out and you're getting nothing in return as a result. This is an unhealthy financial relationship with your food. So that's the second red flag. Okay, Um, that's the second red flag that you're in an abusive relationship with your food. Let's talk about the third one. So the third red flag that you're in an abusive, abusive relationship with your food, and I think this might be the biggest one, guys, is it's causing um, psychological abuse, psychological abuse. So um, <clears throat> what that means is that you have been brainwashed to believe um, that your food has potential to be, to be great. The foods that you're currently eating that's causing you physical pain and suffering, that's causing you financial distress, has potential. So let's 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 think about this. Let's talk about this for real, for real. So you ever been with in a relationship with someone, or maybe you had a friend who was in a relationship with someone who things haven't been going smooth, but they want to stay around a little longer because they have potential. You ever been in a relationship with potential? Oh, I think we've all been, may, may have been there once or twice, right? Uh, where you're in a relationship with potential. So you're not necessarily um, knocking off a lot of points for who they currently are because you're really, you know, biding your time for who they can be, right? You're biding your time for who they can be. And that's exactly what's happening with your food. So you're like, you're, you're thinking about, you're reflecting on 
all the good times y'all had together, right? And you like, I don't want to throw away all of these uh, months or years um, uh, we've invested together in this relationship. And so, you know, we had some good times together. You got memories. You think about stuff. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes you happy, whatever. And so you are in love with who they could be. And so what you do is you stick around a little longer, like, let me just wait it out a few more months, a few more years to see if maybe, right, they will become who I know they can be. Right. So that's that's what happens when we're, you know, in an abusive relationship, um, an unhealthy relationship with a person. But let's make that make sense for food. Right. So taking that same analogy, the psychological abuse, staying in a relationship um, because of the potential. So that's what's happening. Um when you, you know, when you go out and you buy the cage-free uh, uh, grass-fed meat, right? When you buy the fancy cuts of meat, you like, maybe let me get a cleaner, more natural sugar. Uh, let me try the coconut sugar. Let me try the, try the raw sugar. You're like, I, I shouldn't have to give this up completely. There, this food, it has potential to be okay for me. And so what you do is you spend time. You spend years. You spend months. You spend more time, right, Still trying to hold on to this sugar, still trying to hold on to this meat, eggs, and dairy. Like, let me get the Greek yogurt, right? Isn't that supposed to be better, higher protein? Isn't that supposed to be better quality, right? So what you do is, you know, you like, let me buy the um, the wild caught fish, right? I'm not going to buy the, you know, the farm raised fish. I'm going to get the wild caught because it has the potential to be great. Right. So this is psychological abuse because you've invested so much time so far eating these things. And now, you know, you feel like you can't let them go. You feel like you can't live without them. Right. Same relationship we use in a, in a same language we use in a relationship. Right. You have this cold dependency on this food and you feel like you have to have. And, and like I said, even more than that, you feel like it has potential to be OK for you. Right. And so you're like, you know what, I'm going to swap out the white sugar, Lisa, but can I do the monk fruit? Can I do the coconut sugar, Lisa? Um, what about honey or maple syrup? You're like, I can substitute for a better, better version. It has the potential to be great. Regardless, you know, steadily ignoring the fact that it's caused you so much pain and suffering, right? And so you, but you feel like you can't walk away completely because you think about the good times you had together before your body started breaking down, before your mind started going. And so you think about the times y'all used to lay in bed together and watch your favorite show, right? I'm talking about the man, the woman, or the pack of cookies or the bag of chips, whatever you need to put in place in this analogy right now. So you think about, you know, the Times I used to lay in bed and watch your favorite show. You think about it being there for you when you get home from work after a long day. You think about waking up and not really looking forward to day, but having it right there to start your day, right? So this is a psychologically abusive, even though it's proved to you over the years, you've seen the results, the degradation of your body and your mind as a result of consuming this substance, but you like to believe with all the advances and, and technology and all the advances, advances and, and food and all of this, you like to believe that a bigger, better version is coming out. You like to believe that there's going to be, you know, there's a clean way to eat meat. You like to believe there's a better way to consume cheese, right? You like to believe that, oh, they got... You know, they got the dairy-free ice cream now, so I can just do that. You know, never mind all the sugar that's in that crap, right? So you like to believe that there's a way you can retain your relationship with these foods and still be okay, that it will go back to how it used to be. 
Can I be the voice of reason for you today? Let me tell you, it's never going to be how it used to be. The food does not have potential to be great. You have to get rid of it altogether. This, there, you have mounds and mounds of evidence to the contrary. The animal, the fried foods, the processed foods, you know, all of the white flour, all the salt, oil, sugar, and caffeine. I don't care what version of it comes out. I don't care what type of big claims come across a big head, uh, comes across a newspaper or magazine headline. I don't care what data you read. I don't care what anecdotes people tell you about eating that stuff till they were 93 and they were okay. The food will never have potential to allow you to be the most optimal version of yourself that's required for you to live a life of radical obedience. Stop believing the hype is psychological abuse. You're letting, you know, um, Big Pharma, you're letting Big Ag, you're letting these food companies, the, the front of these labels with their marketing and psychological manipulation make you believe, okay, well, since they put fiber in the Cheerios, it must be okay to eat, despite all the sugar and despite that that's not one real food ingredient in the ingredients. No, you can't have the Cheerios. I don't care if the front of the packet says high fiber. What are you getting in exchange for that high fiber? High blood sugar, right? And the exciting, the hyperactivity in the brain. So I don't care. I don't care what, what dream is selling you. Right. When you go in the grocery store, I don't care what headline is giving you, you know, at the fast food place. It is not never going to live up to the potential that you're making up in your mind. There's not a safe way to eat inflammatory foods. I don't care how it's packaged. I don't care how green um, <clears throat> the packaging is. I don't care that it says vegan or plant based on the front of it. I, if it's loaded with salt, oil and sugar, if it's processed, if it's been you know, manipulated by man, you know, if it's an animal product, there's no value you're going to get out of it in exchange for what you have to give for it. Okay, there is no value. The, the protein that you get in turkey and chicken and eggs is not worth the inflammation, the um, markers for disease, the acidity that you get in return. Just get your protein from plants. That's, that's where all protein comes from anyway. When you eat an animal, you're eating recycled plant protein. It's not that animals make protein. They eat the plants and then you eat them, right? And so I don't care what argument you try to make about the potential of the food you're eating. There is, it is never going to live up to the picture and the vision that you have in your mind. Right. And what you've done over the months and years is despite proof of that, you still keep trying to stick around. Right. And still trying to figure out to make it work like like it can't it, it can't. It can't be that I have to live a sugar-free life. Like, it can't be that I have to live a dairy-free or cheese-free life. There's got to be a workaround. It's not. It's not a workaround. You're in an abusive relationship. After all of these years of abuse, you still refuse to pack your stuff and leave. <laughs> because even with all of the proof that it's not good for you, you want to fight for what, what good times you used to have, what was, what, what way before it started giving you aches and pains and stomach issues. Like 10 years ago, you were able to eat that stuff, hop up, still go to the gym, still go to work, and you feel like you should be able to get those moments back. You can't. It's over. It's ruined you. It's, it's been too physically abusive over the years, and you cannot get that time back. And now, right, this food, this junk, these, you know, these uh, high sugar, 
um, hyperactive beverages are taking the best of you and you're allowing it to continue to do so because it's selling you a dream on the front of the package, you know, telling you that it's going to, it's, it's heart healthy, it's high fiber, it lowers cholesterol. Meaning, meanwhile, it's over here increasing inflammation, destroying your gut lining, you know, breaking through the, uh, blood brain barrier, you know, like, so don't believe the hype It's selling you a dream. That's what all abusive partners do. They whisper in your ear, those sweet little nothings that you need to hear in the moment to make you feel better about making the decision to stay with them. You're in an abusive relationship with food. Mika says we should only shop the front produce section in the grocery store. The rest is trash. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only, um, the only edit I will make there, Mika, is that, you know, we do need to get some like things like whole grains and stuff in our diet. So when it comes to whole grains, like your oats or your quinoa, or your brown rice, right? So we do need to go down the aisles for some stuff, right? Um, fruits and ve vegetables, you know, all day for sure. But, you know, your nuts, your seeds, your whole grains, there are, there are some stuff that you got to venture out of the produce section for. But 100%, I get your meaning, right? So this, this we're in this super abusive relationship. Um, and you like to believe that despite having proof to the contrary that you can make this work, you can't. It's Your food is causing you physical pain and suffering, first red flag, that you're in an abusive relationship. Your food is causing you um, financial distress because of the medications you have to buy, because of the over-the-counter drugs maybe you have to buy. Like, oh, every time, you guys all seen the people, every time they're about to eat something that's not good for them, they got to take a Tums first. They got to take an antacid first. They got to take, um, you know, some lactose protective thing for their stomach first. It literally costs you money to eat this trash. Right. Um, you got to maybe take an aspirin or um, uh, anti-inflammatory or something afterward because you don't feel good. Right. You have to take uh, it, we're not even going to talk about the money that you spend on vitamins and supplements because you don't eat right. Think about how much money you spend on multivitamins and supplements because you refuse to eat right. That is a financially abusive relationship. Everything in the supplement came from a plant, but because you refuse to eat the whole plant, you go out and spend $30, $40 on a canister of vegan protein powder that's trash. You go out and spend, you know, this, you know, big money on multivitamins that are supposed to be the best, right? Um, you go out and spend money on these supplements and your doctor tells you you're deficient. You run out and get a vitamin or supplement instead of researching what food you can eat that the vitamin or supplement came from, right? So you're in a financially abusive relationship with the food. Then it's psychological abuse because the food tells you that, you know, Jiffy was like, you know what? Don't eat my natural. Like I got a, I got, don't eat my regular version. I got a natural version now. Has anybody ever looked at the ingredients on Jiffy Natural peanut butter? It's just as trash as, as Jiffy regular peanut butter, but right? Because we're not informed consumers and because we're fighting so hard to stay in an abusive relationship that doesn't serve us, we, be we believe the front of the package. We say, oh, this is the natural version. Oh, look, they came out with an organic version. But we never flip that thing over and see that it's still a bunch of sugar, uh, tropical oils, so that's all saturated fat, and salt in the ingredients, just like the original version, right? And so instead of eating the frosted Honey Nut Cheerios, you eat the regular Cheerios thinking it's better for you because you refuse to sever this relationship 
relationship. And so you let them tell you, listen, this is the better version of me. Like I, who I was isn't who I am today. They lying to you. Okay. The front of the package is lying to you. Don't let KFC fool you and think that plant-based chicken is okay. That ain't nothing but saturated fat and processed junk. Ain't one whole food in the bucket. Okay, so stop falling for things like plant-based, vegan labels without really doing your due diligence and understanding that the the magic happens when you eat whole food plant-based and not things that have been chopped, screwed, processed, fried in a bunch of oil anyway, seasoned with a bunch of salt and sugar anyway, although it's vegan, right? And so we have to understand we're in these abusive relationships with these substances and we keep letting them sell us a dream, right? So that's that psychological abuse. You refuse to pack your stuff and finally leave once and for all because you want to believe in your heart or hearts that there's a way to make it work. And I'm telling you, it's not. Our only mission on this planet is to be obedient. That obedience means you are supposed to be perfectly aligned. Your gifts and talents are supposed to be aligned with your assignment, your God-given assignment on this planet. But it's impossible to do that when your health keeps getting in the way. So the reason I teach and promote a whole food plant-based lifestyle is not because it's trending. It's not because it's I'm elitist or I think I'm better than anybody because I don't eat animals. It's strictly because this diet has been the diet that's allowed me to thrive physically, mentally, and spiritually so that my health is an asset to my assignment on this planet and not a liability. So what is your assignment on earth, right? What do you feel like you're called to do? What do you feel like you're pulled to do? Who do you feel like you're pulled to serve? Because when you're obedient, you are serving. That's one sign that you are obedient in your life. You are serving. Obedience is always in service to others. And so, but in order for you to be obedient and serve the people you're meant to serve and in your segment of the population, you have to be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually fit to do so. It's impossible to serve at the highest level if you are unfit, right? And so the way you eat, plays a huge, huge role in your ability to be fit enough to execute, right? And so don't get it twisted thinking that there's a way to retain these things in your diet and still do what's required to be obedient. It's not. The reason I gave up sugar is literally because it causes memory loss. I teach, I'm a teacher for a living. Like I'm a coach for a living, like I study nutrition science for a living. And for me to be able to get on here and articulate these things to you guys and help you understand and help you make the necessary changes in your diet to get healthy, I got to be able to recall that stuff. Sugar could not coexist. Like I had to choose one. I could, they could not coexist. You can't serve two masters, right? And so I had to give it up in order to be obedient to my assignment. Right. God said, you are a teacher. You are a speaker. You articulate these concepts well. You have the gift of taking hard to understand concepts and breaking them down and translating them, you know, to the average man or woman who is trying to turn their life around. And but in order to access your gift, Lisa, I, you can't put this on your brain. You can't. I don't drink caffeine. All my teas are uh, uh, herbal. 
right? I don't eat sugar. I don't drink coffee. There's certain things I do to covet my mind. I don't eat animals because of the inflammation. I can't risk waking up one day with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, cancer. Like I can't risk it. And because I know, for example, that processed meat is a type one carcinogen and causes cancer, I can't eat lunch meat. I can't eat hot dogs and sausages. I can't eat breakfast links. It's not available to me because I would then be risking my assignment on this planet, right? And so your obedience is on the side is on the other side of your fitness level. You can only go as far in your obedience as your physical, mental, and emotional health will allow. And I need to stay physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually sharp. When I tell people my mission on this planet is to extend the life expectancy of the people of color, then I have to operate every day in greatness. That's a huge undertaking, right? I don't I don't get days off. I don't I don't get to be like, well, you know, I'll eat crap for three days because I'm on vacation or I'll eat crap this month because it's my birthday month. And then I'll get back on track on November. That's not available to me. Every single day of every single month, there is somebody who is suffering in their health. They're trying to lose weight. They're trying to reverse a disease. They're trying to overcome depression or anxiety. And every day that I don't show up, that I don't eat the way in which I'm supposed to, I'm letting them down, whether they know it or not. Because if I showed up on this live, right, with low energy, uh, with not being able to recall stuff, if somebody asked me a question, not being able to, like, make these analogies make sense and have fun with it, right, it's not going to be received the same way if I was up and at them and present like I am now. And so... The way you eat is linked to your ability to be radically obedient to what your assignment is on this planet. That's the only reason I promote and live this lifestyle. Not because I think I'm better than anybody. There's a there's is a chance that you could eat animal products and never get sick or never get a disease. But the probability of not getting sick and not getting a disease is significantly increased when I don't eat animal products or don't eat salt, oil, and sugar, right? And so I want that, I want my numbers more in my favor. It's not saying that I think if I eat chicken, turkey, or fish that I'm going to get sick. There's a great chance I won't, but I'm not willing to take that chance based on what my assignment is on this planet. So we got to get in alignment, y'all. We got to get in alignment. What Mika said, Mika said, uh, I read an article today about some new alternative and was disheartened by what companies tried to sell um, those who are transitioning. Yeah. Well, you know, the transition to a plant-based vegan diet, Mika, is... Um, arguably challenging for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, right? I mean, most of us were brought up on meat, eggs, and dairy, and it's hard to let it go. So let me not minimize how much work could be potentially be required. We all have privileges in making these transition, but I'm not going to lie and say that it's not challenging for some people. And so what happens is, right, you do have these charlatans who um, prey on people who are trying to make certain transitions and they, you know, give out a bunch of vegan junk food. But the, the argument for those companies in their defense is that it's healthier than meat, right? And they're not necessarily wrong. That's what's crazy. When people ask me stuff like, um, it's like uh, these, these meatless brands like Impossible Foods, Beyond Foods and stuff like that, are they healthy? The question I always ask back is in comparison to what? Because is it better than eating beef and putting all that saturated fat in your arteries? Yes, right? But when I compare it to 
when I compare it to how I eat, it's, that's junk food for me. That's complete junk food, right? And so the question is in comparison to what? So Mika, what, what I would say is that, you know, for a lot of people, those are considered transition foods. But what happens if people are not educated properly is they think that that is a plant-based vegan. Like they think that is a plant-based diet and that is how they should eat. Not realizing that you can use those foods if you have to as a bridge, but your your journey or your destination, should I should I say, should be to not even have to rely on processed vegan junk food, Right. And so is it easier? Is it better than eating an egg if you're going to get an egg substitute? Is it better um, than eating chicken if you're going to get like some plant-based chicken nuggets? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so it's definitely always in what you're comparing it to. But like, was my veggie stir fry this morning healthier than the impossible and the beyond meat junk? A hundred percent. Right. And so there's levels. Right. And so our mission is to always educate people on where you start is not where you stay. Right. Um, because said I recently eliminated caffeine for several reasons and nearly caused illness in my body. Yeah. What happened? Um, because caffeine can be detrimental. Like caffeine, you know, it dehydrates you severely, like severely dehydrating. Um, and it causes, like I said, the, um, it disrupts the production of melatonin in the brain. So when we talk about getting, you know, good quality sleep. Um, it's really, really important. Um, and, you know, uh, caffeine, you know, can be uh, uh, really bad for the heart as well, depending on how it's consumed. Like, for example, a lot of uh, bodybuilders and stuff might take pre-workouts. Right. And so the pre-workouts are supposed to give you energy before the workout, which doesn't make sense, is you know, usually loaded with caffeine, right? And so we like we see a lot of um, bodybuilders and stuff in later years having heart issues, even heart attacks as a result of the supplements they took, you know, when they were, you know, training for competition and things like that. So it gets really, you know, it can go really deep because a lot of us, we don't realize what's in the substances that we're taking. You know, we think we don't eat sugar because we don't eat dessert, not realizing that our condiments are loaded with sugar. Our seasonings are loaded with sugar. Your multivitamin has sugar in it. Your protein powder has sugar in it. And so we're just not aware. Like we have a whole population of uninformed consumers. And so we're thinking we're letting the person that's selling us the product tell us it's good for us. Right. That's just like, you know, my man on the corner trying to sell you something real quick and just telling you like, sweetheart, sweetheart, I promise you. Right. This is this is this is the best supplement you ever put in your body. You know, it's going to make your libido through the roof. It's going to make your skin pop. It's going to make your hair grow. He like, I promise you. And for you, for you today, I'm a discount it for you. Right. We're letting the person that sell us the product tell us it's good for us instead of being responsible, informed consumers and researching. And all research means is literally flipping that thing over, looking in the, in the ingredients, knowing what you're really putting on your body as opposed to believing you know, the front of the GIF canister when it says it's natural. This is the GIF naturals versus the GIF regular. Like what? Like what does that even mean? Because all natural means is that um, it was made by nature and not made by man. That doesn't make it healthy. It just means that man didn't create it in the lab. Natural is not a healthy word, but it is for us because we've been brainwashed to believe just like we believe organic means something or gluten-free means something or even vegan means something, right? But a lot of times that might tell us what's not in the food, but what it's not telling us is what is in the food. And so we need to get out of these really unhealthy relationships we're in with the things we are consuming. Any other questions, y'all? 
Um, Mika said, I was diagnosed with fibrocystic breast condition as a young woman. I didn't know that caffeine was a major culprit. Yep, caffeine is a major culprit in breast health and growing cysts until I found masses. I did my research and changed my lifestyle directly after the mammogram. A hundred percent. When it comes to breast health, caffeine is a huge instigator as well. Um, so we have to and we, but we don't know until we know, which is really sad, right? And so a lot of things we're putting in our bodies, a lot of things we're putting on our bodies, right? We're not even going to get into hair, skin, and nail products um, are laying the foundation for disease, um, but it's, it's micro-dosing. So it happens over time. So by the time you're diagnosed with something um, or by the time you start feeling the effects of the condition, you don't even consider that it's, you know, the deodorant you've been using for 20 years because you've been using it for 20 years. Like if it was bad, something would have been happened. But that's not true because you were micro dosing, you know, these heavy metals, right? When you rub that deodorant on your glands under your armpits. And so, you know, just being an uninformed consumer has done us more damage than anything because we have, we have historically believed the person who was selling us the product, right? Whatever fancy words, fancy triggering words that we put on the front of the package, we tend to believe, but it's not fact, right? It's just designed to sell you a product. And so that's been the biggest challenge for a lot of us. So listen, guys, I hope that made sense today. I don't see any more questions or comments <laughs> on Facebook here. I don't see any more questions or comments. Um, so those are three red flags that you're in an abusive relationship with your food. Did that make it, did that make sense? Or like after listening to this, who feels like, you know what, I need to reconsider this whole relationship I have with dairy. I need to reconsider this whole relationship I have with meat, eggs, with sugar, with salt, right? You, you try and do your best um, to try and make the relationship work. But after a while, you realize that it's just not a good fit. Um, you're, get, you're, you're giving and you're giving. It's taken and it's taken. You're not getting anything in return. It's not a mutually beneficial relationship. And it's causing you more pain and suffering um, than joy and peace, right? And most importantly, um, is stopping you from living a life of radical ob obedience. And so, listen, I would love for you guys to join me. If that is you, I would love for you to join me in one of my two signature coaching programs, Farm to Table or the Other 23. You can visit lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me to check out both applications. Farm to Table is if you have personal health challenges, you're in the middle of a, having an uncontrolled chronic health challenge that you can't seem to reverse on your own. You can't seem to alleviate on your own. Then I want to invite you to apply for Farm to Table. Um, the next semester is starting on Tuesday, April 26th, and we go until Tuesday, June 28th. And then the fall semester, which we're also enrolling for, starts on October 1st. So go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me. Check out both of those programs. Um, or if you're a health professional and you, you realize that you need to be teaching this stuff to your clients, you need to be teaching this stuff to your patients, um, then I need you to get into the other 23. Tatira says, is the other 23 your certification program? 100% T, 100%. So the other 23 is my plant-based and coaching certification. Um, it um, opened last year. And so currently I have about 20 coaches in the program who are getting certified by me in plant-based nutrition and coaching. So um, you can go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me or T, if you want to go straight to the application page, you can go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash the other 23. 
and um, check out what it's all about. And then you can just apply there um, if you're interested in getting certified in plant-based nutrition and coaching. Now, I'll tell you, okay, I am not the easiest coach, y'all. Like I always, I demand greatness out of my students and out of my coaches. So if you're not ready to do the work, be careful, okay? Because we we put this work in because the point of the certification um, is so that we as a collective can do the work required to um, alleviate these preventable health challenges in communities of color. And the other purpose of the certification is to increase the visibility of people of color in the plant-based education space. Because when I was getting certified in plant-based nutrition, I was learning from a whole bunch of older white men, right? Um, And so it would have been nice to have someone who looked like me, who shared some of my same cultural experiences um, and um, point of views to learn from. And so that's what I'm offering my students in the other 23. So if you would like to be um, a plant-based health coach and you're interested in mastering this information to teach it to your current clients, your patients, or your students in your own community, um, then you definitely want to check out the other 23. So that's lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me and let's get it. All right. I got a huge announcement coming up at the beginning of April. I'm gonna share with you guys, but, um, um, that's, that, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Um, but until then, listen, do me a huge favor, hop in my DMS, let me know what resonated with you. Um, or at least click like, click share and send this to somebody who needs to hear it. Send this to somebody who you believe is in an unhealthy, abusive relationship with food. Um, and you know, their pain and suffering is a result of that relationship. Okay. Now don't, don't start pouncing on a marriage. Okay. Strictly. This is strictly for their health. All right. Um, but send this to somebody who needs to come get this health, who you know um, could have many more years of peace, joy, and happiness, or who you know is sitting on the gift that they're not giving us um, because they're just not well enough to do so. All right. Thank you so much. (laughs) Y'all silly. Thank you so much. And I will talk to y'all later. Ciao.